0: All right, today on LOLs we have a first-time guest, special guest, Eric Haber, joining us. We're going to talk about all things going around uh, the DFS landscape. I know Eric's got a bunch of thoughts about touting, about content, about Sims, all of that good stuff. Should be a classic Lowell's episode. Let's do it. I, does he think, it's I think he thinks go. this, he thinks this is a go. Vegas Dave thinks this is a go. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man?
1: Random.org. <laughs> Type in one for yes, two for no, and let the DFS guys pick for you.
0: And I'm absolutely begging you <laughs> not to do bus. Please. Please don't do bust. All right. All right. Eric, you already have your hands. I, I, I can't.
2: You, you know, listen, first of all, I'm really happy to be here with you guys. And I, I have to say, you know, like, I have such respect for all that you guys have done in the industry and in content. You know, I've, I've watched both of you in kind of different levels. You know, obviously I know Pete from like all of his different stuff with Rotor Grinders and stuff like that. And, and Brian a little less so more from this show and more from him just killing me in DFS in the, in the lobbies and stuff like that. But so much respect for all you guys do. And Pete, I don't know, I don't know how you do it. Uh, The hardest working man in show business and be able to keep up your communicative skills throughout all of it. I mean, just, I don't know how you do it god bless
0: you wow man it sounds like you're supposed to be gassing me up for a guest spot on your show and uh not not vice versa here (laughs) i appreciate the kind words though why don't you let people know uh who aren't familiar with you obviously big time dfs grinders will recognize your username uh your handle sheets here but maybe just a quick uh, little overview of who you are for those who are uninitiated
2: i'm much far greater number of people would probably know me back from poker, uh, back when I played online poker and did a lot of poker staking and things like that. Um, uh, But in DFS, you know, I've just, I transitioned to DFS after kind of poker died. Um, It's the next thing that I decided to kind of commit my secondary life to. And uh, I got involved in playing back in like 2017, 2018. It was just a natural thing for me to, uh, as far as my abilities in the stock market and hedge fund world and things like that. We could talk about that if you want. And then I got involved in the content space because that's really what I love doing back from poker. Back when I ran Poker X Factor as a training site, uh, that was really the most fun that I ever had. So I figured I would try to do this in uh, in DFS as well. I hooked up with uh, another old Roto-Grinders guy, Bobby Fire, Bobby Firestone. Um, and he's given me the opportunity to share whatever whatever I think about DFS and Boy, oh boy, the industry and touts and all this stuff—I have so much to say. I don't—I don't know where you guys want to take this, but uh, hopefully, uh,
1: hopefully, I can contribute something. Um, poker, your your uh, training site was what? What was it called again? Poker, poker X Factor. Yeah. Okay, I subbed there for a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought it. Was, I thought you you were stocks poker. That was. No, so I- we we were like the first ones before everybody really got good and
2: made us really, really invisible really quickly. Mm-hmm. But we did all MTTs and we had all kinds yeah. of stuff that nobody had. And when we start talking about Sims, I have a really good, uh, good comparison to that. Uh, as far as, uh, how poker how poker content is kind of like was tracking the same way that sims don't
0: don't mention sims this early in the episode this is how you kill our our viewers we got to bury that deep into (laughs) the show (laughs) so talk about all the the hot uh naked yoga ladies right now That's keep people engaged please
2: well you know what i'm 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 way too old for hot yoga naked ladies or anything like that you know i'm just kind of a kind of a guy that just kind of tries to keep his brain working you know i have i tell my son that all the time The brain is like any other organism, you know, if you let it atrophy, you know, it's, it's just not going to be really good. So I just try to keep busy.
0: So, uh, did you say you're relatively new to uh, the content game? How you've been playing for a long time? Yeah, what so, made you uh, most yeah. interested in content? Okay. So, so
2: 2018, I actually started playing, and uh, actually, Bobby was the guy who sort of taught me how to play. Um, I knew him back from poker. And he, you know, sort of taught me some of the fundamentals, and it was really interesting. He would tell me kind of who he liked on a on a particular day. I'm like, why are you telling me who you like? Because now I'm just going to play the same guys that you are. I like, ah, don't worry, you'll figure it out. You know what I mean? And I would play the same guys that he would play, and then I would get crushed, and he would win. And I'm like, what the what the hell's going on here? So I learned pretty quickly that that whole dynamic. But then what happened was was that he stopped working for Roto Grinders, and as we started talking more, like every week about DFS, and I got, you know, got good pretty quickly. He said, "You know, I'm thinking of kind of launching a content site. Um, do you want to, you know, do you want to participate with me?" I'm like, "Oh my god, that'd be my favorite thing to do because this is exactly what I always did. I used to teach the bar exam for a living, going way, way back in time um, when I did the poker X Factor stuff. I loved that. And if there's anything that I can contribute to the DFS community, I thought that there was a little bit lacking. I thought that I could contribute something. So we started doing that uh, with this site called True DFS, which we launched back in 2020." And I just have a lot of fun with it. I, I take a kind of a different approach to content. We could talk about that as we as we get into it. And uh, I'm just really into it right now.
1: Okay. What? So what is um? You see, yeah, you said b- before the show you have some hot takes on content and stuff like that. You you want to fire one off?
2: Yeah, we can, we can get into it. I guess. I guess. So I think that with with content and EFS content, there's kind of. Uh, there's, there's two extremes. Number one is the, the learning part, is is what are content providers doing to actually teach people how to play or something like that. And then there's the entertainment part, like how does it they keep people engaged? And as far as the keeping people engaged, Discord really helped help them out as far as that goes, because it built that level of community where content providers can, you know, keep people engaged and keep talking. I think it's great. However, with respect to actual content, let me go back to poker for a minute. What I did when I taught people how to play poker, it was kind of two, two-pronged. Number one, I would do videos to show people, you know, what hands to play, how to play, how to re-raise all-in, things like that. But then also, I ran these live streams where I would actually play and people would actually get to sweat my hands. And this is pre-Twitch. This is before Twitch even existed. We had a proprietary software. I think it was any meeting, actually, we used at the time. And people would literally watch me play. They would see my cards, and I would talk through exactly what I was doing as I was doing it. And when I was watching DFS, I was watching content. There's a lot of great content providers that will give you plays every day. I mean, every one of them, you know, like between Roto-Grinders and also we can go through them. And I'm starting to think, like, really, really quickly that that's really not teaching people how to play like at all, you know what I mean? Like it's telling people who looks good on a certain day. But if you really think about it, the types of people that'll pay, like what I pay for like all these sites, like every month, I don't want to know necessarily, you know, even who's a good play on that day. I want to know what to do with that information. I mean, you have access to a lot of HQ, You have access to say, you have access to all this stuff. What I want to know is how to actually build lineups, how to actually play, how to actually tweak your lineup. So what I decided right from the beginning was I was going to be super transparent with literally everything I did. So all of my videos, what I do is, OK, let's build the lineups for today. You know, let's access the projection set. Let's upload it to our, to Saberson, whatever I use. And let's actually show people exactly what I'm doing kind of as I'm doing it. So, I'll build like 50 lineups and I'll build 50 lines. Okay, now what am I going to do to tweak that? And the idea was that I just did an NHL video about this earlier. Is I'd like to make videos so that people don't necessarily have to keep coming back to the videos every day. You know, I want to give people some sort of process that if you have access to all of these tools, you can go ahead and do that. And I mean, maybe I'm being, I want to say egotistical, I'm being whatever, but I, I kind of challenge all of the content providers out there to answer anybody's actually and honestly teaching people how to play, you know, like, and I know all the guys in these, and that's, that's in this, that's uh, in this, this uh, chat here. I like title town. Like a lot of guys I, I recognize everybody is really sharp. Everybody's really smart. Everybody can tell you what plays are good, but I still haven't found the site yet that'll walk someone through how to apply that, those takes, to actual lineups and actual projection sets and actual lineup builds. And the problem is, is that while it's great that I say that I'm the only one that's doing it, for the industry, that's kind of bad because there are people that are much better than I am, okay? There's much better players. There's much better people that know how to use Saber Sim better than I do. There's certainly people that know how to run Sims better than I do. But nobody seems to be passing that information on to people how to actually build lineups, how to actually play.
0: Well, yeah, I mean it, wouldn't you say though that sometimes though there's a lot of people who just want the answers to the test. Just give me a winner, give me a shipper, let me well, move on for my day. Why, why do I need to learn to play if you just give me the answers?
2: Well, that's the problem, right. So this is what I want to do. The problem is is does anybody really want to hear it? <laughs> right? Does anybody really want to hear how to win on a regular basis or do they really just want the plays? But okay, I'll, I'll put you another way, Pete. Um, let's say that someone does give me the plays. Let someone gives me a core set of four players they say I'm going to play. X, Y, Z, and A, or whatever it is. Okay, great. I have that. So now, what do I do with it? You know, now I'm going to upload projection sets into into RotoGrinders HQ or lineup HQ or whatever. So now, what do I do? The fact that I have those four plays, am I going to now up, you know, upgrade their projections a little bit more? Am I going to set minimums of say 50% of the four core plays? Somebody giving me four core plays. Okay, great. But how do I how do I actually use that information to build my lineups? Even if I just want the answers, right? So what's the answer if someone says these are the four best plays? How do I actually do that? I'll give you an example. This is what I, I try to figure out. Um, going back to when I first started playing, they had the morning grind, same morning grind as always. And when I listened to the NBA one, it had um, Stevie and man, my name. Who's the guy, that the, the dark player? Who throws the darts? Siege.
1: Siege. Siege,
2: right, right. Siege. And I would listen to theirs every day
0: and I would wait to the end. I Can say, I just say, that's, that's incredible. For for siege's branding, the fact that he's of all the things he could be most associated with, you chose darts. Like you didn't say the guy who wore Crocs in that one photo. Like you said the darts guy. I mean, siege has done an incredible job rehabbing his PR. Anyways, continue. I could
2: I could have said the backup QB guy. Yeah, that would be right? <laughs> so, that, that um, um, so I would wait literally till the end of the morning grind. And they would do their morning grind game, and I would hear my little pen. I'd be say, okay, here's their top this, their top this, their top this. So I would set a rule in lineup HQ, min 10% of like those three guys. And then of whatever their bus were, max 20%. And this is, this is what I did. Like, this is what I, how I took from their, from their information. Those were the answers. Those were the plays, but how do you actually apply that to actual lineups? So what I ended up doing, you, you, if you ever watch one of my live streams, I literally build my lineups live for everybody to see, not so they see who I'm playing necessarily, but so they, you know, can learn how to do similar things. And it's not so easy. Like you you take it for granted how easy it is for you, Brian, for example, to go into whatever optimizer you use and make your little, make tweaks and upgrade percentages and, and write rules and, and ignore rules. But there's people that really don't even know how to do that, even if they had the plays in front of them. So I don't know. I, I, I think I'm helping people. And the people that you're in my Discord think I'm helping people. But you could be right. Maybe people don't want to hear it. They just want four plays and they'll just kind of figure out afterwards.
1: I would say that if you go through the content on a lot of these sites, they do kind of offer a lot of insights. There's just, they've been around for so long and they have so many videos and so many. Like Stochastic probably has an archive of strategy articles and stuff like that that you could search with. If you could search with it with like AI or something, you probably could learn quite. Quite a bit. So I think they kind of do teach you. I don't look through it that much myself, but like I'm sure it's there.
2: Well, let me let me let me push back this way. Yes, you can find like uh each site probably has an educational section. There are a lot of them that do, but but again, it's not exactly timely. Like you can go back and you can say, okay, I'll look at a video on how to use the Saberson. Saberson itself has incredible videos on how to use it, but I, I want to actually show people how to use it relevant to a slate that's happening right now, um, as opposed to going back and saying, how do I use this in the past? I don't know. For me, for me, um, it, was, it would have been helpful for me if people did that. I think it's content people and players don't want to show what they're playing, I guess, like at the time. I'm not even sure why.
1: Well, I mean, why would you want to show if you're winning? I don't know why you would want to show your stuff. I mean, and also, like, I would hope, like, that you fail personally because I don't want the players to be good. Like, I want them to be bad. So, like, from a player perspective, I'm glad that uh, – or I'm I'm hoping you're right that they're not providing these details. But, yeah, it's like a content provider, I guess. Yeah, you could. You well, I'll, 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 I'll address somebody that
2: uh, somebody's referring to
1: in the chat. You're referring to another
2: some person who I consider the hardest working man in show, show business. That being Josh Engelman. Like Josh is mentioning, Josh Warner is saying that Josh Engelman, and I don't know where he finds the time. Every morning at six and six a.m., he goes through all in the weeds of every of every player, every minute, everything, whatever, and how he gets to the minutes projections and how he does whatever. That's that's great, okay. But again. You know that that's all that leads to that end projection set, right? All that leads to that end projection set, and again, I would like more of a of a direct lineup build showing people actually how to build lineups on that day. That's again, that's what I do. If nobody else wants to wants to hear it, that's that's fine. But uh, for me, that's just kind of a better a better construct than just giving plays on.
0: How about this question? Cause this has been a hot topic on DFS Twitter the past couple of days. What is the motivation for touts? Because a lot has been tossed around. Is it money? I've seen the, the altruism angle, just wanting to help people I've seen because they can no longer beat the games and this can supplement their income. What do you think motivates touts to do what they do? Well, again, I,
2: the, the obvious answer is it depends who it is. Right. Um, like, like for me, um, I could talk about other people, I guess, but I know the guys like Josh, and most people, I think, they just love doing it. You know, I, I really think that it takes so much work that I really think you have to just love doing it. Because, as an actual person that that makes the videos, I don't know how they can make a lot of money doing it. If you want to know the truth, like if you're if you're the if you're the owner of the site, I guess, or if you have a big percentage of the site, I can see how you can make a lot of money doing it, but the actual delivery of the content, I don't imagine, I hope, I hope they do, but I don't imagine that the actual video makers make all that much money doing it, you know, I have to think that they either enjoy, I don't know, either enjoy teaching, maybe, uh, enjoy, some people enjoy just hearing their their voice, okay, and, this, and I think that's sort of healthy in a way, you know what I mean, but um, and I think that people do people do that actually for the money? Like making the videos? I don't know. I know people that own the sites do it for the money, but someone that's actually doing the videos and and, and producing the content like that, I'm mean, have Listen, to you, it's different with you, Peter. I mean, you have a big, you know, whole engagement thing. I guess what you do, I don't can't even understand like how with all the different uh you know views you look for and stuff like that. You're obviously trying to make money. Too. No, you're obviously trying to make money doing no no, listen, called everybody's, you know, you're trying to make money doing what you're doing. But I think that you look at a guy like I use Josh's example again, like he's, you know, my hero as far as this goes. I mean, he just does. He's just nonstop, like all freaking day long. And I can't imagine guys like that just do it for the money.
1: He makes a salary. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure um,
0: I, to me, to me, it, I think it's pretty naive to say that. Uh, anyone's not doing this for money like everything else is an ancillary benefit right getting to help people getting that feedback loop. you know people saying hey great pick like that those are perks of the job but people are doing this for money there's no like pro bono altruistic i don't want anybody i'm gonna give up all my plays i'm gonna give away my edge and i'm just going to tout because i'm such a fucking good guy I, that doesn't exist
1: to be to be recognized too i think with um, uh, it's hard to dissect specific people i know we're talking about josh here but like having people like think you're smart and you know uh, and building a resume is another thing like well if i i mean a lot of guys started you know with like two views and eventually either built themselves up or got a job with a content site um i think some of these content sites uh, are paying um pretty well from behind the scenes and some of them aren't paying jack squat so like i think it varies but like clearly money uh money matters
2: yeah, The the uh, the only other real issue I have with with DFS content it's not necessarily like the screenshot stuff okay because that listen I'm I'm not an infant you know what I mean I I know how marketing works I, I know how it all goes and I think that people are not that stupid you know it's like if people post a screenshot or whatever it is you know I, I presume that everybody knows that there's going to be four million losers that they're not, they're not, they're not putting up there. I, I think that's, that's sort of obvious, but the, what I think is even, what I think is worse is when after the fact, after someone wins a million, they go into that dissection mode and then look, knowing what the results were, how amazing it was that they created that those lineups, you know, like, well, obviously this was a great lineup because of this, 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 and that goes all the way back to, Back in the days of forget poker. Back in the days of, of when I taught the bar exam, you think about when you used to you know do be in any class, and someone would like review a test. The teacher would know what the answer was before you know after the fact, and they say, "Okay, let's review let's review the test." Well, obviously, the way you would get to this answer is blah 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 because of course they knew the answer before they went over it. Similarly, like poker, like you look at some of the poker dissection videos that people put out there like, okay, this was a tough hand that somebody played in the heat of battle in the middle of a live tournament. And then they'll dissect it for 25 minutes saying like, just complicated stuff about how, well, they should have known on the, on the river that he had a 12% chance of his range being this, 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 this. And I think it's very similar in DFS where someone puts out a, uh, someone has a winning day or a winning lineup. They say, all right, let's see how we got to that lineup. I'd be more impressed Uh-oh. if you did that beforehand.
1: Did, did she freeze <laughs> on YouTube, <too>, Brian? <laughs> What's that? No, I I see him.
2: Yeah. Oh, sorry. I mean, I'd be I, more I, impressed I again if, if you again walk through your process as you were doing it and and then you want after the fact say, hey, look what we did yesterday. And every once in a while, again on my on my streams, we'll actually build the, the lineup that actually won. So then like the next day, we can go back and say, you see, this is the process that led to this result. Instead of starting with a result and then back, you know, and then back uh back loading, like back explaining how you could
1: have gotten there. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'm not gonna argue that. I mean, it sounds kind of like you're describing like the ultimate hand holding process of here's exactly what I'm gonna do tonight. Which is which is fine. I'm 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 like one of those guys where I think touts are good for for us, like they're good for they create content and they create controversy and people are more interested. And like you said, like you watch Siege and who with other person to get into it and without them, maybe. Some other people wouldn't have got into it. Um, I don't think it's similar to sports betting touts. And so I I mean, I'm I'm I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah. let's let, let's let touts yeah. be touts. I mean, they can maybe step into some criminal stuff, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't I mean to me, it sounds like you're describing the ultimate hand holding process, like
0: without actually giving them 150 lineups. I I mean I don't I, know. I think you're probably Those things like the marketing side, like those two things can exist in tandem, right? Like you could market like screenshot marketing and also have a really good tutorial or like teaching kind of element to your DFS content. We can go around like someone like blender for years. I mean, he literally has play whoever you want because he's teaching you the concepts of how correlation and building lineups work. Like the, this kind of stuff has existed in DFS. So I think it's underselling the amount of teaching that goes on to say like, no one else is doing this just because we see the splash marketing on Twitter or whatever. I, and, and I get it. And, and
2: I've just kind of developed this different way of looking at it. When I first started kind of absorbing content, I, uh, I was of the belief that everybody was incredibly underpaid Um, in that I'm paying only $30 a month, for example, for all of the roto grinder stuff. I mean, how, how is, how is this not worth it? And whatever they're charging, it should be like a thousand dollars a month or whatever it is, but I don't know. I mean, for, for me again, I I, again, challenge you, not challenge you. I challenge everybody that, that what, if you're giving, if you're going to give out plays even like the top five or six plays, I, I do maybe I I don't think that calling it handholding is is particularly I don't, know, I don't think it's particularly accurate either. Maybe it is. I mean, maybe maybe people do need a little bit of handholding with respect to how to operate this stuff. If, listen, Brian. Again, you're you're an expert player. You maybe oversell how much people know about how to actually put lineups in and how to actually actually do stuff. And I was talking with someone pretty pretty well known guy, you know, who who. Was telling me how he goes through in 20 hours a day of 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 watching football games and things like that. And and does he, he play chess? It?
1: What's that? Does he play chess? He does not play chess. He does okay. not play chess. Um, so.
2: But but there are guys like this, and and there are people. I literally have to walk through with like uh, I had like a million dollar, not million dollar winner, like multi million dollar DFS winner, who I had to actually walk through how to how to run uh, a lineup build on Saberson, for example. You know, um, and I know you were going to say, well, maybe he never, didn't know what so was, but he didn't even use like optimizers with rules. I mean, there there are people out there that could use just kind of again like a day by day analysis of how of giving them some kind of process. Because remember, it, it it you have limited time when you do this, especially when you you know have a real job and you do whatever. And I think that giving someone a process is it's just a lot more useful than giving them four plays. I just really think.
0: Yeah, I just think you're. I think when you pointed that out, I mean, the chat's already brought up multiple things. People brought up one week season who literally has like hundreds of hours of evergreen courses on how to play DFS that isn't place specific whatsoever. Like there's there's tons of this stuff. So I think I just have to push back of saying no one is doing this. Lots of people are doing it. You can say it's not enough. You can say people still focus too much on the wrong things, but teaching DFS fully exists out there. There's tons of people who do it.
2: Well, that, but not on a daily basis, not relevant to the slate at hand.
1: Is it? Isn't it? I don't know. I think there might I mean, be. I mean, that, and like the examples of guys who give out plays is not representative of the entire content teaching market. That's true. Like, and I think, like I said before, I'm fine with people just giving out plays. I think it engages people. And just you, well, that, you said well, that fun. I think. You said well, that I think players are 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 better than they are. Like clearly, I realized like a big large portion of a GPP people don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> but I have like no interest in those guys getting good. Like that would cost me money. So like, yeah. I mean, I guess if your goal is to make sure like every person who enters a GPP has like a great process or something, that has not been that mission has not been accomplished. But I mean, there's plenty of great content out there and Sims and all sorts of shit that if you just put a little bit of time and effort in, you can, you can be like, you know, semi-decent.
2: So I don't know. So I, ha- I have the, the I have I uh, I don't have Saber Sim up right now. I have lineup HQ up here and, and it has a projection set on here. And what I use in my projections, I do, I'm like psycho. I I, I do a whole aggregate thing with like all the different sites and I back test it it's just craziness. But anyway, everybody's got a projection set and I put it in, line up hq right whatever it is and now i go back to the content i had from the day which is okay what are the four best plays what are the five best plays you know i i still don't can't be convinced on how
1: that adds to what i have in front of me i mean i don't use those best play i don't know who a lot of people who use like the best plays, but like they're still going to make that content like there is a A portion of people out there who like it so they're still going to make it but i don't think that's representative of the entire dfs it's it's
0: like it's like saying like what you know people watch too many tiktoks they're not watching enough you know martin scorsese three-hour movies it's like you know there's some people who want the three-hour movie there's some people who want to scroll through reels and tiktok like i think there's room in the ecosystem for all of that stuff there are legit phone shitter bros out there who don't want to learn they want to have a few picks that make them feel good and then they want to make the uh lineup i think in general Brian and i probably directionally agree with you but i i think there is room for everything uh under the dfs sun and if anything that's good for the ecosystem right like don't you want the players you're teaching to be able to go against people who want to spend five minutes on the slate and fire off a lineup in there isn't that something we all want not really (laughs) <laughs> I mean, not really. I'm not, I'm not. I'm so honestly, you want the games to be completely, completely efficient, efficient? Every single person just, playing at uh, an elite, like, what, what a, what a fun game. No,
2: I want the people that I'm teaching to get better. I don't necessarily want the people they're up against to be worse.
0: I don't know what? if those two things.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm I, You know, I didn't catch that. Sorry. Can you repeat that?
2: No, you know what I mean? I'm trying to listen. If I'm If I'm teaching people how to get better at chess, and I'm teaching them whatever that I'm not I don't necessarily care if the people they're playing are, are bad or not. You know, I, I just want people to get to
1: get better at what at their aspect of it. I mean like sure as a as a care. teacher, yeah, yeah. For sure, as a teacher, but if you are then going to sell a DFS training site where you where you think that everyone is good and can't make money, you should shut that site.
2: I'm not what do you mean? I'm not saying that everybody's good and
1: well, this is what we were just saying. Is like the the right. goal of wanting everyone to be efficient. Oh, I don't want everybody to be efficient. I want the people that I'm teaching. Otherwise, there's no point in playing, and we'd just be paying the rate. Right. There's right. no there's no rake in chess. Right. That's true.
0: That's yeah. true. And so I'm saying so, sheets for the players you teach for right. them to get better and be profitable. You need people who don't care, who are building their light-ups on the phone. Those guys necessarily have to exist for your business model and what you love to succeed. If everyone learned and got really good, then you wouldn't have anyone that you could teach that would be beating everyone else because everyone would be on the exact same playing field and everyone would be paying the rake in an efficient market.
2: I suppose. But I mean, again, I can only deal with the people that that I'm teaching, right? I mean, I... I think we might be saying the same thing, or maybe I'm just not listening, which is all. I funny.
1: think your site would be better if all the uh, uh people listen to those four plays.
0: <laughs>
1: like oh, your site got. would be massively oh, more got. profitable. Yeah, listen, because you, we've got, got
2: we've got we've got plenty on our site of like the traditional stuff, and I scrap with Bobby and, and, and the and the other guys like all the time, like like about about what we're doing over there. Um, you know, Bobby puts out his core plays. Everyone puts out their, this, this core, and this. So we, we do every, all of that, and I just kind of just is hate it. You know, I, I I I just hate it. So I guess for our side, it kind of works because I I take care of the, of the of the, uh, of the of the teaching stuff and the daily lineup built stuff, and the other stuff is just kind of normal. But the, the 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 screenshot stuff, they have to they have to really beg me. <laughs> they, they have to really beg me to get involved in that part.
1: So can I kind of sum this up? I think what you're generally saying is you guys just do this one thing really well and people should check it out.
2: Well, you know what? So, so when we get in, and this is more philosophical, so when we got into a new business, right, you get into any business that's in a saturated market, right? Like DFS uh, content, saturated is an understatement. I I imagine. Uh, There's only a couple of things that you can do. Like number one is you can do things the exact same way that everybody else does it. And that's, Fine, you know, you maybe get a piece somewhere. The other thing you could do is do some, something completely different, which is usually a terrible idea because otherwise someone would have done it, right? Or the third thing is to, to make a little change, you know, whatever it is, uh, to to the business model. And for, unfortunately, that's what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to 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 do this more transparent approach to content, this more transparent approach to to sheets. What are you doing? You know what are you doing tonight? And forget about the actual plays because remember I do these these process videos that say like twelve o'clock in the afternoon, and i I tell people listen these are not going to be the exact same plays because all the projections are going to change or whatever. But given the fact that this is what we have now, this is what a lineup build would look like. Um, I don't know. I'm, I I guess I guess to sum it up, we do do this one thing a little bit differently. I guess that's fair enough. Okay.
0: Let's. Let's pivot a little bit. I'm curious about your guys' relationship with stake kings. Um, can you talk about that yeah, and yeah. how that works with your guys' play and what you guys have yeah. your members so, uh do there?
2: Yeah. So as as you as you may know, and I am sure Brian knows, I mean, by claim to fame, whatever it is. I mean, I started the the biggest staking business in like all of poker, like forever. Okay. We had like I, you could you could google that if you want to look into that but 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 so when i got into Dfs and the natural people would ask is there, are you going to be staking people am i am retired. I'm, like, I'm not i'm not i'm not staking people anymore but they, they have this thing called stakings which um i mean i know Tyler hancock back from poker you know and he's the State Kings guy over there and i didn't even know it existed you know i knew it was kind of a natural thing to happen they bet they stake people in poker they stake people in DFs and i actually got involved in it for no other reason that I love to try to figure out a better way to do it. In other words, when I stake people back in poker, um, yes, it was for the money, but it was also for the fun of sweating everybody. You know, like I would pull up like 20 lobbies of people that I was sweating at 20 tables. And back then I was like a two-year-old. I was like spamming the chat box, like rooting against people, wishing death upon their families and stuff like that. God forbid the my player like would lose a hand or something like that. And to be able to sweat – really made the whole thing fun and with stakings, kings what people do is they invest in people they put out you know they, they they stake people in different dfs you know tournaments or whatever but what's lacking is that fun of sweating you know because to sweat you need to know what the guy has right and you need some kind of format to watch their play right poker you pull up the lobby you watch the thing whatever but with but with staking I wanted to have some kind of way to have some kind of live sweat, right? Where the people that have have money on you can see what you have and root you in. So that's why I'm really failing at that. Because the problem is, is the difference between poker and and DFS is this. If someone wants to watch you play in poker, they're watching you play and the money goes in and out or whatever. But to, to watch you play in DFS, your play like is over once you put your lineups in. Right. The results come in way after you technically played. So the real sweat is going to be watching the results of the players come in and the way DraftKings, the lobbies work, you know, it's it's not very easy to pull up a guy's, you know, to find out what the guy has and to pull that up. So, I mean, I was trying to do, like I said, like these live sweat shows sometimes like 11 o'clock at night where I either, you know, god forbid i'm live in something right i could pull up my lobbies i'll get play by play on the tv of what's going on in the game and then i kind of extended it to like everybody in the industry i'm like if anybody i know is deep in something you know i'll go and i'll and and i'll and i'll talk through it but with state kings that's what i'm trying to do i've actually put my action up there for like like a year for no other reason than again i don't even know what i I think i charge like a dollar 20 or something like that and it's like ridiculous some days where i I don't want to say play bad, but I forget to put lineups and I'll just like refund everybody, whatever it is. It's really just a project to figure out if there's a way to do staking where you can actually provide a good sweat for the people that are actually staking. Um, the second piece that, again, I'm working on, um, again, conceptually, and this kind of will might tie us into Sims one of these days, is that when you put a, uh, a package up, whether it be in poker or in DFS, you put a certain markup, of like 1.20, whatever it is. And that's based on what you think your ROI is or what you can get for it or whatever. But let's say throughout the course of the evening, there's results that have come in that have made your lineups that much more valuable, right? Or that much less valuable. My idea in kind of this like live trading kind of environment is to be able to put up packages like into the slate, you know, given the fact that you've had XYZ smash. And in poker, you could sort of do that because, You could use ICM to get, you know, to put a value on your chip stack, you know? So in state Kings, if you wanted to, you could put up a a package like halfway through a tournament. So I'm thinking in DFS, my next thing is that if there were a way to quantify how well your lineups are doing, you know, throughout the course of the night, you could post even more packages up and give people that opportunity to say, whoa, I might have to pay like $3 for this, but this is actually in contention. So again, that requires, again, the technology to be able to adequately put a price on what your lineups are worth.
0: So I'm, I'm very pro like communal sweats. We've been doing it uh, Thursday night on ship chasing with our pickums. I've been getting really into pickums a bit from mainly the communal sweat aspect, but you mm-hmm. have to admit it's a little incongruous to rally against like giving out core plays and people who just want to make lineups for entertainment purposes, but then sell the state Kings premise simply for entertainment purposes without talking about how good you have to be to beat the markup for that to be a profitable thing from an investment standpoint, long-term don't those ideas operate on on different
2: planes? Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. Like on the one hand, there's the, there's the teaching and the learning. And the other hand is like the flat, (laughs) it's the flat entertainment. I'm just saying that if someone is going to participate in state Kings, they should try to make it a much more entertaining, um, a much more
1: fun experience to do that. Um, sure. Yeah. Do you, do you, are you so you're not like a part owner or anything at stake? No, 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 Do you do, stay, do you use it all the time? Like I every night? My, yeah.
2: Day? I, put, I put my stuff up literally every day.
1: Literally. Okay. Whenever so I thing, play. So the, the people probably don't know what we're talking about. So stay Kings is like a marketplace where people can buy shares of pros, of poker and DFS and unless they changed their vig their vig structure. I, I did that for like a week years ago, stakings Kings to test it out. Cause they gave me a like low uh, fee to, cause yeah. I was a bigger name and they wanted me on there. And so I tried it and then they said, okay, well, you're back to, I think it was like 10%, maybe even 15% on top. So like, I don't know. I, for me, I immediately like, this is not, this is not worth it um, for me. Oh, it's definitely not worth it as someone that that can afford
2: their own action to put it up there. I mean, that's definitely- right. Right. But
1: also, I mean, that does. I mean, that does. That is uh, a charge for the user too. like they get charged. Yeah. For their for their. So like it's probably negative EV for like most everyone on there. It has to be, right? I to mean, do, yeah, to do staking. So eggs. why wouldn't
0: you, but if the idea is just a communal sweat, in the same way we share our Pick'Em entries, why wouldn't you just offer, you know, uh, to offset some of your entry fees, no markup whatsoever, let people get the live sweat, and you take some of the, the entry fee burden off? Like, why even well, do markup?
2: I, I'm not going to, well, I had to do markup, for, okay, for a couple of reasons. Like, number one is that, again, they take it from from both sides, the other thing is that like Bobby and these other guys, they put out like, you know, much higher markups. And I don't want to be like, you know, what I, mean? I, I have to be somewhat market related. Otherwise, does that
0: does that make you feel like queasy that terrible. your business partners are doing higher markup?
2: Um, well, again, it makes you feel queasy. I see. I don't know what a good markup is.
1: Probably, what is their What is their markup? Um,
2: like they do like one twenty two, maybe one twenty three, depending on the tournament.
1: Yeah. okay. You
2: know, I mean, it's probably it's, it's probably a lot. It's probably a lot. But I, I have to put something up again, just because, you know. And then, yeah, it makes me feel. I, it doesn't make me feel queasy that people are charging more. I mean, it makes me feel queasy to charge anything, honestly. Like like you said, because I'm doing this as a, as like a, as like a project. Um, and I, I again, I put the, and I put the the markup just kind of, know, whatever. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But um, but I I just again, I, as someone who used to stake, I just wanted to try it out from my own perspective to see if I can make it easier for the person to sweat. If someone's putting in here, they're saying, well, they don't want to sweat, they don't want fun, they want money. Okay, fair enough, right? But is it okay to try to get both, right? Is it okay if you're going to go into stakings anyway, to have a format where you can sweat someone? And sometimes what I would do, I would combine two of the things that we talked about. I'll put in like my staking things, hey, at 630, we're doing a live lineup build, where you can see what I'm doing. You know, and then at 11 p.m., we're gonna do. I didn't even know what you did uh, that you did that, Pete, the, uh, the Thursday night, uh, whatever it was. And then we could do like a live sweat. And I'll do the live sweat uh, for our site anyway, regardless of the state um, uh I never even yeah. thought I just
0: felt like, from my perspective, like if you know, I, I think we've been building good pick-em entries, we're, we're up uh, like $2,000 on our entries this year, but I could never fathom being like, but you're also gonna pay us, you know, $25 <laughs> an entry to get share in this communal sweat. And I think the thing that's hard with the competing ideas, right? If you say, if the people just want to make money and tell you, then you have to be uber transparent with how that markup erodes long-term profitability and makes that so hard to beat. But then if it's just entertainment, then you're after, then it's like, well, then why have any markup whatsoever? Because you can get the communal entertainment sweat I without to- markup.
2: To- totally agree. And, and you know, again, if I, I, I consider sometimes just going for completely no markup, like a dollar five or something like that or whatever it is. Um, and maybe that is a good idea to reconcile those those two things. If I really am just trying to, to, to figure I mean, out State
1: Kings works. State Kings charges, Pete. So like yeah. to do no markup, you'd be like giving away money, which which seems kind of stupid, that. defeating of the entire purpose. But just for the record, I'm fine with State Kings or anything like that. As long as it's you know, which it is, it seems like it's transparent. Here's how much you're paying, here's who they're playing. And here's how much you could stand to win, and then let the person decide if they want to do it, just like a site that says, Here's our four core plays. If you'd want to use them, go ahead and use them.
0: I like the concept too. I just don't know if it makes sense alongside a site that's. Is you know their main slogan is transparency in fantasy sports, teaching people how to play. Right. and then We're going to have this like highly raked entertainment product. I I have nothing against that element either. It just seems sense. incongruous with your guys's core mission statement as a site.
2: And it was incongruous by by accident, I guess.
1: It's a little <laughs> it bit of marketing a, tool, yeah. I guess um, you could say. You could do it for a little bit. It was a marketing. Well, tool. Well,
2: I want to address Matt here. Okay, so so Matt Hunter is 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 coming in saying, um, did someone say live sims with respect to being able to identify how much your lineup is worth okay so i, I want to transition to this for a minute okay because i mean i know um, i know andy uh, the ceo of of, of uh, saberson all the way back from poker like we used to we used to we used to swap poker stuff like way back in the day and when i was looking for my own kind of like optimizer that was going to be better than just you know the, the normal ones when saberson first came out i called andy up like dude this is what you're doing this is like amazing so i've been kind of in there kind of from the beginning. And Matt is suggesting that with this new live sim thing, you could actually put a value on your lineup. And I still do not believe that is the case, okay? I I don't want to – and again, I want a number on it. I want something better than DraftKings, you know, 102,000 winnings, you know? I What I want is – and I don't even want, like, expected ROI, given whatever – I want a dollar amount. You know, I want to know what I expect to win – in this lineup, in my whole thing, kind of like what Yahoo pretends to do. Like when Yahoo says, you know, winning this, but projected to be winning this, you know, I think that if they're live sim thing, um, when to do that, then then we're talking about a kind of cool sweat stuff. And those are always my favorite types of sites. Like Nelson, who was on here before, like his site, that's that's an awesome site. You know, like, like Cut Sweats, that's like a pure like ultra sweat show. You had the I don't know. Have you ever had the sports projection guy on here? The sports underscore projection. He's the one that does the. Uh, it's an awesome site. They they, they analyze uniqueness and. Uh, yeah, I'm familiar like, with this site. i yeah. It? yeah. He, and I ha, I had him on. He's very he's very he's very shy. I don't know if he would come. You know, he doesn't like ever show his face. But I but I had him on. I had him on. And that's like an amazing kind of like sweat type of sweat type of site. So if 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 saber Sam or any of these sites could do that and could do some kind of plug in where it says okay given what you put in this is what you expect to win then then i think we're on to something there
0: yeah nelson sure, be cool. uh, is in the chat he said no no chances can happen in most I mean yeah they, move-
1: they, they have live they have live lines in real games it could it could happen and just move move fast i mean i mean they they don't even have that on state kings though just for the record like it's not like state kings is saying like you know, Bobby Fi's lineups are expected to make this dollar amount today, you know. Like, so right, I mean, the that would be a step in the right direction for them, too. But like, I, I think all this stuff would be cool a live marketplace where people could trade trade their shares and buy into people. I'm I'm all for it. Uh, I think it'd be fun. And uh more live sweatshows. DraftKings should have had one for years and brought yeah. on. See if they could go meet them on Twitter and bring them on live as they might win a hundred thousand dollars. I think oh, well and they used
0: they used to have that one right when the Millionaire maker rolled into Monday night like Drew Dinkmeyer won his uh Millie maker on a live sweat show and that was yeah. actually the best thing about that carrying through Monday I mean brutal for most sweats but right. pretty good for content
2: that's what Bobby used to say Bobby told me about that, that that show was like always the most viewed show uh whatever that means whenever they did the live uh the live Sunday thing um I wanted to show you something, if you wouldn't mind, because um, I do want to talk about Sims in, in for, for just this one point. Um, can you can I share my screen? Depends you what you're sharing. What okay. do you what do you got down here? <laughs> no, no, not a big deal. It's 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 gonna it's gonna be more interesting, I think, to Brian than anything else. And so I'm I'm glad that Matt. I'm not here. gonna
0: find it interesting. Geez, <laughs> no, I don't think <laughs> my, you're right. my small <clears throat> little brain that won't be able to head, the Sims. How do I how
1: do I do it? I you said you weren't into naked yoga.
0: How do I yeah. do it? Uh, oh, my God, dude. This guy, he just put, She's just put some hentai porn in the hopper here. I can't pull this share up. Share screen. I can't. Uh,
2: hold on. Uh, let's share a share screen. Okay. Can you see that or no? Excellent.
0: All right. So. Uh, we, might, we might need a little zoom here, Sheets. And they, how do I do that?
1: Control, control, control your, your and browser. Your
2: mouth,
0: it hit zoom. Uh,
1: let's see zoom it actually doesn't even matter if you have a mouse wheel you could control mouse wheel up
0: everybody lean in real close to your (laughs) computer screens here all right so so here
2: here's here's the point that i make and i had this discussion matt you're in here i had this discussion with andy what this is this is my old poker site this is back from like 2007 right 2008 where i created all of these tools to help people figure out when to go all in, when to re-raise all in, all kinds of stuff. Here's here's like all the people that I backed that made a lot of money and stuff like that. And this is like the remnants of like all the work I did back in 2006, 2007. Now, back when I did that, nobody had this, okay? I literally did the math of all this with my kid's crayon during a, a trip to Florida on the back of his coloring book. Right. And we put this up here. And this is back in the Poker X Factor days. Nobody else had this, and it was completely revolutionary. Within about two years, all right, all of this stuff became completely obsolete. Right. I don't want to say even obsolete, but it was it was presented in a better way. It was done, you know, with with much more GTO involved. And I still kind of keep this. And now you look back at this, and it's just considered trash. So when people are worried about which SIM product is better than the other, or whether this is killing the ecosystem. And I told this to Andy, I want you to think about it this way. Two years from now, whatever you have now is going to be looked at as trash, right? That's like a hundred percent true. And that's obviously the way it works with all technology. So I really wouldn't even worry about it. (laughs) I really wouldn't worry about if this tweak needs to be done here, this guy's better, whatever. And, and you've had, like, a lot of really great players on here that talk about how, I don't want to say that they're flawed or whatever it is, but they're just not using them for, like, a lot of reasons. But for those of you that feel intimidated by it, if you want some really just kind of awful logic to lie back on, you could say that, that if we know that two years from now this is going to be viewed as trash, you could view it as trash now <laughs> and just kind of ignore it. But, 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 but this is, I think, the whole Sim product is the, just a natural progression of the next thing, and it's very, very new, and I think it's very, very flawed, as I'm sure Matt would agree. You know, and it has a it has a lot to do. I mean, to build a a field of lineups, I mean that's like, I and mean, that's that's an incredible it's an incredible task. You know, um, but I think it's very, very healthy. I don't think it's a a de- you know it's a death blow to the ecosystem. I think it just challenges people to just learn a little bit more. Okay. Fair
1: enough. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I disagree. I've talked about it so much on these shows. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. I think it's uh, bad overall and it'll just get better and cheaper.
0: Let, let me ask you a question, Brian, what do you, cause this was a uh, big thing on Twitter recently. Lots of people who have many tweets over the years saying they hate touts, touts are stupid, touts serve no purpose. Have you know you're you're not gonna believe this, they've become touts themselves. What 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 is your thought, Brian, on the, the change of heart for people who you know once you would never envision them touting and now are are touting?
1: Uh speaking of touts, uh toe tag and tambo, you better not be making fun of my Vegas Dave hat there, Bell. Um,
0: yeah. See, this is toe tag and tambo does need to get British brick uh ship at nation because then we can ask the question. Well, Every single week. Don't worry, Sheets. We we're, we are going to ask you the question. You you, no, you can sit Toe on Tag it. No, but and Tambo,
2: now. he's he's like legit evil. Uh. You, you 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 want? I'm going to tell you why Toe Tag and Tambo is legit evil. Okay, because evil, evil, just complete evil. Because his method of communication is so sharp, and he communicates his takes so well that the takes themselves just take on just such an incredible part of, of of what people are looking at. And and that's something you gotta really think about when you're taking in this content is that you naturally give more weight to the people that can communicate the takes better than the actual takes. So whenever he says something, I want to go
0: freaking 80% on it. You know what I mean? But, and, I just and, wish you would teach more though. Sheets. He's just always giving me the winners. And no, I'm like, not him. He, me I just better. want the winner from him. I could care less. <laughs> he teaches me. I mean, by the
2: time he gets done with his, with that voice and the whole thing, I'm like, I, I don't I forget my teaching. I'm going to go jam hundred percent. And then on the other hand, there are other people that are have a more kind of subdued way of, of, of of conveying content and even them it's like when what's his name from when uh, with Derek Farnsworth and the guy that he goes with on the football, they're very calm and reserved and they're so like, just so calm. I kind of like want to play a hundred percent of them also, you know, so you got to be careful about guys like Totag and Tambo and the guys that communicate in a way that kind of uh, really sucks you in.
0: All
1: right. I couldn't Ryan, follow, no. Was that, was that an insult or a compliment Pete?
0: It went from evil to a compliment. But Brian, I'm not yeah. gonna let you gotta answer my question. What do you yeah. think about these touts doing a 180?
1: I wasn't dodging you. I wasn't dodging you. I know I, you were. Um, I think it's an I think this a uh, important question. We could probably do a full show on it, Pete. But there are a lot of, I would say good players, you know, at least you know, smart strategic guys who are going to content sites. Um, you know, RPS obviously has has gotten a whole bunch, which I, I mean, how much money, Oh, Oh, nice hat. How much money uh, was hoop making <laughs> to hire all of these professional players? He must've been making, uh, I don't know, $5 million a year. I'm kidding. But like, so like, um, you know, the obvious implication would be that they're struggling and want to study paycheck or they just maybe they don't want to play that much anymore. What could be another alternative hypothesis? But they're, they're fine making some content and playing a little bit and doing something like that and getting a check. There's, there's, there's more reasons than they're bust though. Um, we talked was it last show, Pete, or two shows ago? We talked about how insane when Nelson came on, or yeah, or whatever like how insane the variance is compared to poker. It was RBX one, uh, how insane uh, the variance is compared to poker. That going busto is like, I mean, you need a gigantic multi-million dollar bankroll to play a uh, decent, decent stakes DFS because the variance is so high. So there's like no shame in being smart and good and running bad. Like it's going to, it's going to happen to a whole bunch of good people. So like, I don't know. I, I mean, what what do you, what do what do you think, Pete? I mean,
0: that's kind of my initial take on it. So I think, like you said, there's probably a multitude of factors, but one that probably doesn't get discussed, and I haven't seen it mentioned, is this idea to do some armchair psychology of when you say you hate something, there is a, an element of a lot of times we hate the things in others that you know we either hate in ourselves or whatever, where when you're going after touts, it probably comes from a place of insecurity of like, hey, I'm better than that person, or I should be getting more attention, or I deserve that clout, I'm the smarter player, or whatever. And yet, if you're not a tout, if you're not putting your stuff on record, no one gives a shit, right? And so all these years would be like, this tout sucks, this tout (laughs) sucks, I'm better, I win more. But then you're like, shit, I'm not getting this attention. I want this attention. I want this validation that this platform brings. And I honestly think that is probably the biggest driver outside of money and those other factors of just wanting to have the clout that comes with it. Finally, people will treat me with some respect that I deserve if I have this little logo next to my name. I really think that's a big part of it. You know what, uh, Nelson
2: asked a very. Uh, I think I think he either asked the question or answered the question when he was on here. You he mentioned like some of these top guys maybe going broke. You know uh, the and I was thinking about bringing that up, and then I was going back to some of your old shows, and he brought it up. Like what the chances are that the actual best player is broke, you know, what the actual best player either never got off to a good start, you know, and just, and, 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 uh, just never had a chance to let variance work in his favor. Cause in poker, I used to think that a lot, that, that if you put a computer and say who the actual best players are, I think it was very, very possible that the top player, um, just doesn't play anymore, you know, and, and to understand like the variance of, of DFS is, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's rough out there and you know you, you you have these discussions about who the goats are and who the best players are it's so it's so interesting to me when people ask these questions you know because like in backgammon you could say who the best player is you, know, you run your plays through a computer and you either play like an eight or a nine or whatever it is so all the information's in front of you but I remember back in poker people used to have that debate you know who who the best tournament players are and I always believe that there are like 50 or 100 guys that all played great and whichever variance was on the right side, you know it was whatever. And I wonder if there is a way in DFS to actually quantify like who the best players are. I know Matt's gonna come in and say, ooh, uh contest Sims or 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 Sim Rewind or something like that. But but there and that's I guess what kind of makes this fun is that you can't really know, I guess, who the best is. But um I don't know. I, I think about that stuff a lot when you talk about about good players that might be. You can't
1: you can't because over time things change and you can't quantify how much does winning a million dollars in 2017 compared to winning $400,000 in 2023. It's like almost impossible, but it doesn't matter because we get close enough. Like the guys who win a ton of money over a long period of time are probably really good. And uh, you know, I agree with you. I said on the show, like there's like a, a high probability that the best player ever went broke fast and just never played or didn't even try in the first place. But um, back to the, uh, the tout thing, Pete, the other thing that, People are complaining about or talking about, pointing out the hypocrisy of these guys, you know, shitting on touts and then becoming a tout, right? And then they're they're posting screenshots of their own, their old screenshots of of them shitting on touts. I would say, like, 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 a, like, do you know specifically what tout they were talking shit about? Because if they were talking shit about Vegas Dave or something, that's different than saying, you know, like, I
0: hate all touts. Although
1: they do some of them. They might have been talking
0: about a notorious dart player, for all I know, Brian.
1: (laughs) So, so like it's it's it it's, it depends on who they're talking about, but some of them did say like I hate all tout's and stuff like that. Um, so, like, yeah, that 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 is that is definitely some evidence of you know like being kind of a hypocrite. But whatever, people also can change their minds, I guess. Well, That's um, why, why you don't shit on people. You but, well, the reason the reason I, I'm kind of more because Pete mentioned like a psychological phenomenon. I think the psychological phenomenon of the tout haters is common with a lot of people complaining about social issues and stuff like that is it makes them feel good about themselves, especially when they're in uh, the area that they're an expert in or close to an expert, shitting on people like that, like you're ripping somebody off. Like, right. You get the moral high ground. uh, You know, you're righteous. You're helping people without even doing anything really, except sending off a tweet. And I think uh, that's a psychological phenomenon of a lot of these uh, good players who shit on touts um and again like we're talking dfs touts, there's a there's a million different types of touts and sports betting and stuff like that some of them are way more shady but right now we're talking about just our world
0: yeah um sheets we do have to wrap up with the uh the age-old question the dominant question we ask all of our guests we actually have uh, i believe it's paul in the lulz channel in the deposit kingdom discord is now officially tracking all of these results one of these days we will post an updated sheet but sheets
1: no i have more. to ask
0: you are you on team run pure sports or ship it nation and let's pre- set, pretend you didn't just uh give a soliloquy on how much you love tambo
2: um I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to answer that. I'm going to no, say.
0: Don't abstain because then it goes into the third column on the chart and no, it just I'm looks gonna, so, gonna, we- just Sheets, you, you came learned, in here saying you had all these hot I'm
2: going to say that I've learned a lot, honestly, from, from both sides. I really am. I've learned, I mean, Big T has his own, his own style. Uh, what's his name? Uh, t- t- you know, uh, Tambo. Town in here is really, really great. Hoop, Hoop and I have never really met or anything like that. Um, I really do think they're all great. I thought you were going to ask me the to weigh in on on no ball versus Sims. You know, I I had something for that. you season. watch I'm the show done.
0: sheets? We ask the same question uh, at the end of every no. show.
2: I usually get bored by the uh, by the middle. So,
0: no, just, I think that I think the viewers of Bedfield the same thing today, yeah. buddy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I, I, I'm, I am I am going to share this with you because again, just as a as a comedian,
0: right? You do you do a lot of stand up. Is that your favorite thing that you do? Is your stand? Is your, your stand? Oh man teaching people how to play DFS is the one thing that gives me joy in this world.
2: How are you so so freaking sharp? I mean, listen, your kid's young, but when he gets older, you'll lose some of yours too. It's, it's, it's all good. So it's like, it's maybe you've heard, this is, this is like kind of the old, like kind of gambling joke. You know, there's a guy who wants to bet the NFL like every week. He does all of his research and he bets with the bookie, like back in the old days and he would go like two and 10 and lose like thousands of dollars. Then he would get into more of the weeds and then, Week two, he'd go three and nine, and would lose like millions. And then he'd keep on going the whole season, no matter how much research he did, he just kept getting crushed. And then after the twelfth week, the bookie even felt bad for him, and he said, "Dude, I mean, like, I feel bad. Maybe, maybe NFL is not for you. Maybe you should like try basketball." He said, "Basketball? What do I know about basketball?" So that's 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 my that's that's my comment on the no ball thing. Is that the more that you know about a sport, I think that the biases overwhelm you and i think that it hurts you more than more than helps you but to answer your question i think run pure has the much better and much more dynamic community um by by a decent amount actually at this point let's fucking go sheets mark him down uh, paul run mark pure. Him down for team right? run pure. No, you can't cut me off um but i i definitely feel as though it's very very equal uh with respect to actual uh content <sighs>
0: Fine, mm-hmm. fine. All right.
1: What if one I'm- of them signed Siege? Would that put you over the edge?
0: That that would be quite a dark throw. Um, sheets, let the people know where they can uh, they can check you out if they want to uh, to learn more about what you guys are cooking up. If they want to uh, sweat you on uh, State Kings, all that good stuff.
2: Yeah, look at look up at True DFS. There's something for uh, something for everybody. Um, you could be bored with my teaching, where you can get core plays and other stuff. We do have a kind of a cool aggregate projection thing we put up where, you know, we put up kind of a, a neat kind of summary of the industry. And again, we talk about, you know, how industries are off in ownership, and I post that sometimes as well. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a lot of fun. You can follow me on Twitter for, you know, probably some unentertaining stuff. And, uh, you know, State Kings, I, I don't even want to sell myself as State Kings. Or just check out State Kings in general, you know, because I think that if you do want action – I think that, you know, I think it's a good way to get it. But like you said, you got to do your due diligence and it's hard. Like you said, I mean, who, who's to say that someone should be charging $1.22? Who should be charging a dollar six? And that's the, it does bother me uh, in, in, uh, that, but but true DFS is where you can find me.
0: And I, I mean, if you don't mind, I know why would they buy the cow if you'd give away the milk for free, but you got top plays, a core four, a captain play tonight. The people need a fucking winner, buddy.
2: Let me see what I have here. I'm, you know what? I think I want to stack the Bossy-Trottier-Tonelli line in, in
1: hockey tonight. You could use van also if you want to go for it. All
0: right. Uh, beautiful. Brian, any uh, final things for you here?
1: Yeah. I, once again, defended touts for probably 15 minutes of this show, and um, I am going to go on an anti-tout rampage one of these days, Pete, so just be ready for it.
0: All right, I'm yeah, I'm I'm waiting. You're you're becoming quite the the taut apologist. I'm gonna start go digging up your old screenshots here. Uh, one of these <laughs> days, get those receipts. Ah, uh, all right. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you to Sheets. Uh, appreciate you all. Have a lovely Thursday. Peace.